Welcome to The Hive from Tejitosa Sustainable Travel, a podcast for meaningful travel stories. We invite guests who have traveled abroad for more than just leisure travel, be it internships, volunteering, or study abroad, either as solo travelers or as part of a group. We also talk to local communities who receive and host these travelers and measure their impact. This is a podcast chronicling sustainable travel. My name is Wesley Maraire, Business Development Executive at Tejitosa Sustainable Travel and your host of The Hive. One of the most important aspects of travel, particularly travel planning, uh, is accommodation. Regardless of the type of traveler somebody is, from camping to budget, mid-range or luxury stays, or even staying with a local host family, you need to check the box of, of travel. And hopefully, you know, people check this off before they start traveling, although I have come across people who only check this box off once they're on the move. And But the question that still comes to my mind is, what informs the choice of accommodation? And is it just the price? You know, what roles does sustainability play in that choice? And which aspects of sustainability, if sustainability is, is something that you consider? And to unpack all of this today, I invited Natalie to come and talk about her experience with Rethink Travel as well as share further insights on what sustainability means in general and then for the accommodation space. Natalie, thank you very much for joining me today. Thank you so much, Wesley, for having me. Excellent. So I'm going to shoot right off the bat and say, talk to me about this contentious issue of sustainability within the tourism industry. When you're looking to travel, what are the things about sustainability that are front and center? So I think obviously to me, one of the, one of the main thing when I travel is to avoid mass tourism or, or mass, desti- mass tourism destinations. Um, I always try to go away from the usual suspects, that's what we call it. But this is how I've been operating my whole life with work. Um, even, even when I was featuring these hotels in books, we would always go away from the usual suspects. And this is why I've never really worked with big groups or big known chains or these kind of hotels. I've never done that. I've always worked with very smaller properties. Um, I think also there's a big disconnect with a lot of people thinking that if you're going to do sustainable travel, you should never get on a plane ever again in your life. And I think this is one of the biggest misconceptions of sustainable travel. Um, I feel it's okay to get on a flight. If you can avoid having two flights, you know, maybe try to, to get a direct flight somewhere. But I, I do, when I see the power of being in a destination and learning about this destination and learning about all the things you can do at the destination with the local people, I think this is far better than not going. And also one in 10 people in the world depend on tourism. So there's a lot of destinations, lots of countries, lots of villages that will definitely, I mean, like go out of business and 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 go into se- severe um, 
I mean, hunger even, you know, if, if, if tourism don't happen, I mean, doesn't happen. So, um, I feel this is why I think it's, it's important to reconnect people with uh, the importance of, of supporting local communities and going to places where, um, they do not fall into this trap of, of mass tourism and, 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 you know, also maybe reconnect people with why they want to go somewhere and and make people understand that it's not about the instagram picture you're going to get it's really about the food you're going to you know eat when you go to local restaurants and eat with um you know the grandmother of someone who's hosting you because because they've been doing it forever and this is how you actually embrace a culture i believe right i mean that's definitely one of those things that going somewhere for an Instagram picture. I have a whole episode on how to talk about your sustainable travel um, stories, primarily because I think the education component of sustainability is available in patches and leaves gaps behind. And that's one of the reasons why I've launched this podcast, to try and plug those gaps, uh, along with other sustainable uh, leaders uh, around or advocates more so. And so, you know, something as, as simple as getting somebody to know how to put across the impact that their travel has had, positive or negative, and have, but primarily positive, and getting them to put that across in a blog post or in, uh, in, in an Instagram post as opposed to the cliche photos. I think that's one of the elements that we need to continue to drive forward. Are there practices that you think only apply to others, but not to others? And this, this I'm hoping the audience listening to this will be able to say, okay, if I am a luxury traveler, you know, I shouldn't expect X. Or if I'm a mid-range traveler or a budget traveler, these are some of the things that I shouldn't expect, even though I am a advocate for sustainability. I, I feel like what something I think I, I, I would definitely not, not accept anymore, no, regardless of the category of hotel, would be um, use of plastic. I mean, single-use plastics especially. Hotels that do not have a water a waste management system and and hotels that do not include local communities. I mean, to me, these are the three things that to me are told no goes. Um, I don't I, I just don't accept this anymore. I mean, not that I did before, but uh, I, I just don't accept this. It's it's something that's very easy to implement. Also, I think we need to understand that sustainability issues are very different country per, to country so you know a country i mean i don't know for example south africa is not going to face the same issues as japan or costa rica or even france so all these different destinations will have different priorities when it comes to sustainability but right. all of them can say no to plastic all of them can say no to uh, exploiting people and all of them 
can say no to throwing food away. And, um, you know, especially if they're in areas where people, the local community is, is dying from hunger. So, you know, there are things that um, I think, regardless of the category of hotel or accommodation, um, are not acceptable. I, I couldn't agree more. The points that you mentioned are seem like logical or easy, but you know you have people who will resist that. A, a good example is the food, the food waste, or, or throwing away food, which some people consider to be uh, a billion-dollar industry. Plus, you know, and my other home is I live between Zimbabwe and Norway. And in Norway, you'd think that, you know, it's a place where they don't need um, leftover food and, and therefore you should throw away food. But you've got this, um, call, it's called the Robin Hood house where you do have either homeless people or um, addicts or people who are immigrants who need this, this food. And so they have a soup kitchen almost where you can go during the day and you are fed, you know, breakfast, lunch, uh, and, and dinner, which is, which is an amazing thing that you have in a place where you would otherwise think that you don't need that. And so I, I wanted to concur with you on that to say it is, it is needed. And I think you couldn't point to a country on the globe where it wasn't, it wasn't needed. Um, where food waste, you know, to waste food essentially was considered okay. So yeah, I, I definitely agree with you on that one. And moving moving right along, you know, we're we're speaking to to a guest, and we say this is something you need to pay attention to before you book your accommodation. What are those some of those things? Well, I mean, obviously, the three points I just mentioned. Um, I'm also a big advocate for animals. So um, I raise my voice very much for animals exploitation. So I would actually add this to the three things I said before. So definitely how they treat local communities and, and, and to look at how they are integrated into the operations of the hotel. And I'm not just talking about, you know, um, and that's the thing. Are they just, you know, uh, the maintenance people or do they also have manager roles? Is there an education program for local communities to really rise within the hotel? I think this is a very important point um, because a lot of hotels unfortunately think that integrating local people means having them as cleaning ladies, which is not okay. Um, the second thing is definitely the use of plastics. Um, we, you know, travelers do not use to, you do not need to be greeted with a plastic bottle of water when they get to a hotel. This is, I mean, we're, we're, we're way past that. Um, and a hotel that does not offer activities to ride animals or, I mean, even hunt or these kind of things. Like, I think uh, there needs to be a respect for wildlife and nature um, uh, when you look at a property um, to travel to. Right. right. That seems very difficult to do prior to going to a destination. 
So are there any tools that you would suggest or ways in which people can go about researching this? So there are a lot more platforms now to book these trips or hotels um, that are so-called green, eco, you name it, all the, all the words out there to define a so-called sustainable hotel. Um, I am actually trying to, to really change, uh, you know, I'm actually relaunching my website this summer to really reflect the educational part of, the, of my journey. Uh, so people do have the tools and know what to look at for. Um, I think it would be great for people to use more of the local travel agents um, or, you know, smaller tour operators when they want to go somewhere, because these are the people on the ground who will help you define the great places to stay at and the great activities to, to, um, to, to go into. It's, um, I, I, I cannot really, I don't think there's really better than local people to tell you about uh, local places to visit, whether it's a hotel, a restaurant, a shop or anything. So I would actually try and, and get people to turn to smaller um, tour operators and agents when traveling. Right, right. And, you know, I had Anka Novakovic as a guest the other day, and she, she is a sustainability leader, not only in, in travel, but more so broadly. And one of the things that she was talking about was she wanted to travel to Tanzania with her family. And she struggled maybe for months trying to nail down a local operator. Everything that were, the search engines were throwing at her with one click should realize, oh, it's a, you know, American company because she's best based in Washington, D.C. Uh, oh, this is a British company that operates in Tanzania, but it's not run by locals, has nothing to do with Tanzania. Everything you pay into uh, the U.K. or into the U.S. accounts and, you know, the money doesn't filter down as much as it should. And she struggled so much to find a local player and it, it begs the question of what we were talking about on clubhouse as well where we were saying some of these uh, big companies also then are predatory in the way that they they promote their their platforms so they're underdogs so to speak which are the local players don't really have a space with for which people can can find them which is one of those uh, one of those things that um, bring back the progress of sustainability when it comes to working directly with with local companies. What a shame! Yeah, yeah, and this is also something that I wanted to add um, to the relaunch of Rethink Travel was a page with all the local suppliers and agents that people can turn to at destinations. Um, that we actually will vouch for. So obviously we've met a few um, and, and I'm actually now really going into a deep dive research for the countries I'm not familiar with. Um, you know, I think the great thing about 
where I'm coming from is that I've worked with so many hotels around the world. I've also worked with lots of photographers and, and journalists who have traveled to places where I haven't sometimes. And because I know, because I trust them, I know that they are part of, 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 you know, people who can also recommend um, these people to me. So I'm actually really wanting, I really want to put together a list of the good suppliers um, that people can turn to where, you know, even if we can maybe say a bit more about local actions to make sure that the money stays at the destination. And now I want to take you to best practices and say you have 10, um, 10 sort of um, criteria for sustainability in the accommodation space. And so as we come to, to, to the end, I'd like to just pick some of them or maybe even all 10 of them. And I'll mention one and you can then think of a partner that you, you already have or a hotel out there that you've, you've come across uh, either through your own travels or through friends, family, uh, acquaintances. Is that cool? <laughs> yeah, sure. I, I hope I, I can remember them all. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, okay. let's see. Let's, let's start with number one, clean energy. Which hotel would you list and, and can you then demonstrate to us what it is about them that meets this criterion? One that comes to my mind because we did write an article about them a couple of months ago is the Segura Retreat in Kenya. The entire um, hotel or well retreat is solar powered, and they have they have great um, they have great grids in place, like as you know, very wisely placed to um, to to I mean to to power the entire property. And um, yeah, I, I think they're they're just doing great, and and especially not only they're doing it great, but they've been doing it for a long time. Right. Number two, fair food. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now that's a that I have one that comes to my mind right away. It's the Kukumi Hotel in Mykonos, uh, because it's a vegan hotel. And uh, to me, it's it's one of uh, it's one of my personal battle for people to understand that the food industry and especially the agriculture um, industry is 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 real very damaging. Um, so yeah. Number three is wellness products. Um, the Cura, for example, in Costa Rica, or there's also one in Italy that I really like. Um, for two different reasons. The one in Italy, um, I really like because they only use natural products. It is the Susafa Hotel in Sicily, and they actually do it themselves. So with every herb on the property, they create their uh, soaps and, and cleaning products, uh, which is all, um, and also, sorry, um, spa products. Oh, and wow. um, yeah. And and um, it's all from the herbs. And the last one, I think I will choose heritage. Heritage. Um, well, I will have to say the Six Senses Bhutan, which was which is one of the which is one of the exception I 
I have on the site about having a big group um, because Six Senses is part of a big group. But the Six Senses Bhutan, all the buildings are, um, you know, in, in, I mean, in the natural landscape, in a heritage landscape. But also they are, I think, doing amazing work in embracing um, their culture, their traditions, and um, and and I mean the the whole Bhutan uh, mindset that that is actually the only carbon um, negative country um, in the world. Brilliant, brilliant, and I think for the benefit <laughs> of the audience, I think I will list that on the Rethink Travel website, they're able to see the ten criteria, which is number one, clean energy two, community, three, conservation, four, education, five, fair food, six, heritage, seven, natural design, eight, waste control, nine, water management, 10, wellness products. And I think these are some of the things that you can look out for when you're choosing a place where you're going to stay and go check out the website so that you can always keep these uh, criteria top of mind as you start to plan, perhaps not right now because the world is still opening up, but once the world opens up, head out there to rethink travel and you'll be able to empower yourself so that you can make informed decisions when it comes to sustainability. Natalie, thank you very much for taking the time and coming to, to chat with me. Thank you so, so much, Wesley. Um, I, I also wanted to add that um, there we do have a page that's called Learn on the site, which I will be feeding a lot more. And these 10 criteria are there as well. So if you click on one of the criteria, it will show you um, the, the, the little posts kind of that talk about these criteria. And, and um, I'm, I'm actually really going to work on adding a lot more of these um, information boxes per criteria so people can keep learning. So yeah, thank you so much. It was really great talking to you. Awesome. Thanks for taking the time. Until next time. You've been listening to The Hive from Teachers of Sustainable Travel. I hope this episode has inspired you to seek or to continue to explore travel with purpose. Join our community on social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and please do subscribe so that you can receive notifications each time we have a new episode. Tatenda, thank you.